That's fine. Hello and welcome to the official podcast. This is episode 147 and it's going to be an exciting one today because Jackson just returned from a high energy teenage boy band concert and he can't they, wait they to talk about it. They're not a t- everyone knows who the 1975 is, Charlie. They're the world-renowned British band. Full for 13 year olds. The audience is full of men like me. Just dragged along by their girlfriends. <laughs> it was, uh, it was something else. Oh, you son of a bitch, because you mentioned it last time. I looked this up on Google, and since then, Google will not stop recommending 1975 to me like I'm some little that's, teenage girl. I can't tell this, if that's a joke or if that's audio completely fucking up. Yeah, I couldn't understand uh, a word that was said there. What's wrong with it? I think... <laughs> It, it doesn't work. It's like in a cave, but also underwater. He's trying to convince us he's oh. a man. There you go. <laughs> no, okay, this is even more embarrassing. I had my role-playing voice modifications on. Don't <laughs> what you role-playing <laughs> voice yeah, modifications? What were you what doing role-playing this? as? An omniscient god? <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, Cut when I play Divinity with my friends and I'm... Kaya's idea of roleplay is if you want to get out of these chains, you're going to need to start sawing away. <laughs> it's not even when that I, kind of roleplay. It's when I play Divinity Original Sin with my friends, I'm Kilgrim, Aww. the undead. So I walk around <laughs> That's and it's so cute. I like that that is line. adorable. <laughs> That's really cute. I'm sure you accidentally toggled it Whoops. onto. Yeah. That's yeah, so cool. You wanted, you wanted to introduce the world to Kilgore or whatever his name was. It's Kilgrim, damn. Kilgrim, it's like Kilgrim, yeah. but he kills. <laughs> Close enough. Kilgore has been copyrighted by Marvel already for Jessica Jones. Oh, God. No, has he been? Yeah. That's so no cute. Well. Jackson, tell us more about which member of the 1975 is the cutest. There was only... Uh, well, the drummer looked like a 40-year-old man. Uh, the, the the main dude was like a 16 year old British kid with long wavy hair he was quite good looking uh, I didn't really see the other two they were like hidden behind fog and smoke so I don't think they were too important to the band <laughs> they weren't even um, there yeah but there was something weird about like halfway through the show he, he kind of got up over the fence and started like grinding into the audience, but the audience was full of like 12 year old girls. So it made me super uncomfortable. Like you, you just know that it, his dick got grabbed by so many underage hands during that mm. entire like segment of his, Did you why, why would you even do that? Yeah. Wait, I was up you... there reaching as well. <laughs> what do you mean he was grinding against the fence? Is there like a, a fence that separates them from the crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, like, standing on top of it, like, you know, doing his dance moves or whatever. And he was, like, right right in the, like... He was basically, like, crowd surfing, I would say, okay. but not not as not as bad never... as that. But still. But dick first. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, th- that, his dick was in their faces, basically. Mm-hmm. You never noticed that? There's usually now at venues, there's, like, a little fence in front of the stage, and then that gap is where all the security guards stand. And I go to a lot yeah. of concerts, so oh. I haven't really seen it in action. Nor that's have I been grabbing my, uh, at dicks. That's one of my favorite things to do. If you uh, go to a concert, I love staring at the security guards and seeing if they actually like the music they're forced to listen to or not. It's always a fun I've got earplugs in. I don't think they listen to the music. I mean, even with earplugs, it's loud enough that you're going to hear it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm and sure then they're also- so jaded. They don't even hear the music anymore. 
That's possible, yeah. Very possible. But also halfway through, they, the uh, lead singer cut the mic and stopped the performance and then played a 10-minute video on the big screen about <laughs> climate change and how it's something we all need to worry about. <laughs> and God, that, that kind of like, so that kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And the crowd and the crowd was getting all like uppity and like screaming and shit like that. And he, he turns around and tells them to shut the fuck up and shit like that. This is important. <laughs> oh my god! So he's Jesus. just insulting the paying customer. Like you're there to sing. Don't fucking preach to us. I like, hate that shit. You're a this monkey. Is so sad. What happened to rock and roll stars just rocking out and having fun? Now they yeah. they're going these sad lengths to pander. It's like, Whoa, you know, no, if you open up on. a fucking sermon, a 10-minute video of a sermon, uh, you you told your audience to come to Jesus. That's not what they're there for. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Play the this music. Isn't, this isn't new. Back when I was growing up, uh, like, post-hardcore metal was a pretty big genre. And, like, one of the leaders, the Devil Wears Prada, would always stop their sets to do a preach to, about God. Yeah. It's not like a new phenomenon. People stop their shows to do all kinds of preachy it's, shit all the time. It's still incredibly condescending and annoying. Regardless well, it's out of, of place, it yeah. yeah. It's very out of place. Regardless of what the topic is, like, I agree with that climate change is a real issue and all that. I, I'm like, I'm on your side, dude, but I, I don't want to hear about it right now. You're, pre- you're preaching to the converted. Everyone there was on the same side. So what's the point of doing that, you know? Headlines, because I looked up 1975, and the first one is Teen Angst and Climate Change, the 1975 Soar. <laughs> yeah. They're just capitalizing. It's all it is. It's a new yeah, religion. Yeah. Fuck me. It's like if... Yeah, it's just not the time and place. It's like if in the middle of sex, your girlfriend just pushes you away. Like, you know, honey, we need to recycle more. Not now. <laughs> oh, I'd be so turned on. <laughs> No, yeah, well, while he was while he was preaching that and everyone around was like cheering and clapping and stuff, I just took a look at the ground and it was just full of like empty like cups and shit like that. <laughs> like none of these people are recycling or anything. They're just throwing throwing the shit on the ground anyway. They're all drunk or going wild or fucking boy band fumes. It, it doesn't the matter. The 1975 lead singer probably went around in person and picked all of them up by hand the, one by no, one. No, he didn't. No, oh, no. you know he did. Yeah, because that's what he would do. He didn't mm-hmm. immediately jump on his private jets to Queensland or wherever yeah. people fly. He, he wouldn't even he wouldn't fly on a jet that wastes way too time. much fuel. Oh yeah, yeah, he wouldn't fly on a private jet which is going to dump enough fucking carbon emissions that'll completely outweigh god knows how many people's entire lifetime of it. Take that <sighs> 1975. <laughs> I mean it's it's just baffling how many people don't realize that problems like this they're contributing to like uh fucking i think it was paul mccartney paul mccartney bought one of the first fully electric cars because he was like i'm gonna save gas mileage and it's good for the earth and this and that but he had to have it flown to london on a private jet and the carbon emissions <laughs> from that private jet will literally outweigh everything he saves for his entire life so oh, good was, job what it was so funny all of a sudden flying I mean, in a it, private plane it's like that uh you guys know that little girl who sailed across the ocean on a zero emission boat? No, I don't Rita know that one. Thunberg, whatever her name is. So this oh, was wait, a is that, the, is, that the, is that the German? Is that the, like the little Ge- well, not German, but like I think she's European. European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She. That's the speech they played. 
They played like a 10 oh, really? minute speech from her saying <laughs> about how the world is fucked. So I have to listen to a, a 14 year old girl when I'm trying to listen to music. Okay, that's another Paul McCartney thing is, so the publicity stunt was she was going to get on a little boat they made for her, which has zero emissions. It has like solar panels or whatever. The whole point was she did not want to fly to America because she didn't want to, you know, it was just supposed to be a stunt. So she sails to America and then they announced that two of her crewmates would have to be flown in to yeah. get the boat back. So it's like she could have just flown. That would have been one person. And now you've doubled her emissions for this so publicity was, stunt. And then there were was, rumors uh, that two additional teammates would also have to be flown in. <laughs> what, what, what was she doing in America? What was her whole point of going? Recycling, to the 1975 uh, to the concert <laughs> to get to yeah. get the speech okay so think think how many people she's affiliated with had to fly into america that they're talking about her manager maybe some of her producers like, why didn't they just sail another just boat feel... over full of those people and then like one because other person it's all could feel sail the boat good back. science every one of these things is always just oh i feel good doing it but literally you're not doing a goddamn thing no we so, don't know. i don't have, I don't have a problem yeah, I don't have a problem with her. She's not the singer that's wasting my time and money by preaching for 20 minutes <laughs> in the middle of a fucking concert. God, I don't have a problem so with her at all. I paid money for a ticket and I get a lecture. Oh, oh that's God. the worst. It was yeah. agonizing. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's awesome, Speaking man. of agonizing, Charlie, would you like to talk about our Star Wars adventure? That w I wouldn't say it was agonizing. So Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened up at Disney World and Andrew and I went this week. It's, yeah, it's remarkably underwhelming. Like the cast members, are they're fucking whipped by Disney themselves to be in character at all times. So when you're paying for something, he's like, you got to pay fast. Otherwise, Watto's going to come and he, he loves those credits. You better get out of here. And it's like, it's kind of cute, I guess. But also that sounds really great. It's I, really, I, I think that sounds great. That it's I don't really, really have a problem though. with. It's still I, I kind of embarrassing. If embarrassing I'm just paying for them, not for you. Yeah, no, for I, me, because I'm buying a water and I'm locked into a conversation about credits on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> That's meant for children. What do you want? You're getting yeah. angry just, at children's <laughs> entertainers. I just want to order. No, I don't agree with that because the children aren't paying what? for the fucking bottles of water. It's their parents. <laughs> right, the parents the who kids play along listen. when yeah, the kids are You gotta remember, there. Charlie, yeah, these movies are like 50 years old now. So, oh yeah, kids love 50-year-old movies, you're right. But, well, well, they love hey, But there's still a big, big chunk of the adult audience who grew up with it and love it. And I mean, think how many people I were there. Think how many old people were there, literally old people were there who were going, whoa, look, it's the Millennium Falcon in real life. Whoa, I hope I see Han Solo. Whoa. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. but that's not Kai, like the main... If you went to a Mad Max world, would you like to see, like, the vehicles from Mad Max? Maybe in Martin Joe's fuck palace? Yeah. Well, that, no, that would be funny, but that would have to be more adult-oriented. You can't sit there and tell me Star Wars is an adult people franchise. It's made for kids. So is Disneyland. Yeah. You're, you're getting mad at the vendor for you know playing well, no, along. No, no, they're, no. They're yeah. I'm just saying. I'm they're just not saying for your benefit. I'm just saying when it's 102 degrees and all I want is a water. I don't want to be talking <laughs> about credits with this guy who clearly fucking hates talking about it. There you go. That's way better. <laughs> it's not a huge deal, but the the place itself is also really kind of uninspired. Yeah, so apparently Star Wars Galaxy Edge is performing horribly for Disney and they don't even have the second ride open yet because apparently they don't know if it's going to be financially viable to open it because no one's going. So there's yeah. only one ride there in the first place 
and there's this fucking restaurant that has a <laughs> perpetual sound machine, like a sonic boom in the middle of the restaurant that's constantly going. It's supposed to be like a pod racer's engine, but it never shuts the fuck off. So as you're eating, it's just this deafening screech from this engine in the middle of the restaurant that you can't escape from. It's yeah, fucking horrible. That. Literally in the exact center of it, just while you're eating, just nothing but... <laughs> <laughs> deafeningly loud horrible. like you have to yell over it yeah it's very dumb. like the even entire, walking by it yeah it's like the, a fucking the entire down. the entire park is just poorly designed from top to bottom so they have the star wars font on everything like it's that kind of like alien looking <laughs> language but it's like pseudo english Arabish. Yeah, so it's fucking stupid because like if you want to buy a coke you first have to decipher that you're going to buy a coke by looking at it and going, oh, wait, oh really? that says Coca-Cola. Ah, I see. Like, the Cokes come with that language on it and in little, like, Star Wars jugs, and it's a very cute and neat design. Aww. But if you're looking for the bathroom, good fucking luck, because all <laughs> the signs look like Star Wars bullshit. Wait, really? It doesn't say bathroom anywhere? It says restroom, but you have to try really hard with your monkey brain to decipher you're looking at the word restroom, because it's written in, like, Star Wars letters. It took me, like, three <laughs> tries to find it. And uh, the rides, or I guess the ride, it they're just bafflingly bad design. So the ride is, I went on it, and it's it's kind of like a motion simulator, except everyone in the ride controls it. So yeah. you have like two pilots. One of them moves the ship left and right. The other one moves it up and down. Why that isn't one person's job, I don't know. So and then you have more people in. Exactly. And then you have two gunners where they apparently just literally mash buttons and you have two engineers who like, I don't know, take pisses in the backseat. And the whole point is that like it's a flight simulator, but also a video game because you can score points and kind of change what happens a little bit. But when you get in there, you wait in the line. And then when you get to the first, the end of the first half of the line, you go up to this one lone lady manning this little booth who has to watch over all these people waiting in line and has to give them the appropriate like cards so that you can tell what your role is. So she has to be like, all right, have a pilot, have a gunner, have a, have an engineer. All right, it's two pilots, two gunners, blah, 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 blah. But when we were going, twice they had to stop us and call us back to give us new tickets because everyone kept getting confused and antsy and ready to go. So that just slows the line down to a fucking crawl. Then you go to a big waiting area inside the Millennium Falcon, and like... The way that they tell you you're ready to ride is they have one guy running around in the big area going, uh, excuse me, are, do you have the red tickets? Oh, it's your turn to ride. Go ahead. Instead of like a sign or, a, or an announcement yeah. or something. And then when you get on the ride, finally, they try to like cram you in and the guy on the ride, like the little character never shuts the fuck up. So the entire ride, he's just like, gunners, use your guns to shoot the ships. Pilots, fly left and right and up and down. Engineers, do this and that. Like the entire time you're on a motion simulator. So, I mean, uh, eh. I don't really see the problem. Like, this all sounds like it was designed for kids in mind. Like but, Kai was saying And that's before. the problem. It's Star Wars for men, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Disney World. I mean, that you Goofy know right there, he Star dressed Wars. up as Goofy for me, damn it. <laughs> I mean the ride wasn't you, that bad the ride is nitpicking but the, the way they designed the ride like the line and all that shit is really really bad you want a master class in amusement park rides though you look no further than Jimmy Fallon's race through New York yes <laughs> that, that shit yeah, yeah well, baby that, that, and, that and the mummy ride were the highlights of uh, 
universal. Yeah, but the yeah, mummy but... is like 0.8 of a Jimmy Fallon. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Oh man, next yeah. level experience. Go in there, get your card. They go, oh, have a seat, relax. We'll we'll call you over the announcement booth, and we'll change the lighting in the studio to what color you are when it's your turn to ride. And not only that, while you're hanging out playing some Jimmy Mobile games that they put on giant iPads on the floor, you get a barbershop <laughs> quartet to sing you songs. It's perfect. Yeah. And then Lovely, Jimmy shoot you out of a fucking moon. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Fallon himself calls you back to race him through New York, but it's actually deceptive because you go to the moon too, so it's a <laughs> lot more than just New York. We stay, you stay on, in New York for a total of like two minutes, and then you already go to the moon. <laughs> what uh, Jimmy what Fallon, video Jimmy, game do you guys think would make for a cool amusement park? What if you had all the funding, game? no no limits. Yeah. What Call video game franchise universe? Mm. <laughs> Is that just a war zone? Yeah, they send you to Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just sign up for the army. <laughs> hey, kids, do you want to play Call of Duty in real life? Just sign up for yeah, the army. Try to get your water then, Charlie. Complaining about credits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> From some little Afghani boy who's going to blow you up with an IUD. <laughs> I can't think of a single game that would be a good fit for an amusement park ride. Zelda. Maybe M Mario. No. Like, uh, I'm not talking about a ride. I I'm talking we, about a whole theme park. I think if we, get, if we get game. hologram <laughs> technology or something to make it feasible, I want a Pokemon park where Pokemon are actually like doing shit in the park. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and you can catch them. Like you're given Pokeballs no, when you No, it doesn't go even in. need to be holograms. Just stick cast members in. Pikachu suits, have just, them stick, around. just stick animals in and paint them and glue accessories on them to follow around every single customer yeah. behind them. Pikachu, <laughs> Pikachu, God, I hate my job. Pikachu. Oh, I felt so goddamn bad for the Disney employees. It was like 101 degrees and they're in full fucking body suits having to like dance and walk around and shit. Yeah, we saw Buzz Lightyear have to have like a fucking heat stroke and have to leave. He gets rushed off. Oh, by it, was, space it, was such, it was such good yeah. timing. We we were coming back from Star Wars World, and you have to go to Toy Story World to do it. And as we were leaving Toy Story World, for some reason, Star Wars World was playing this like heavenly angelic choir music, and there was just this giant Buzz Lightyear statue of him ascending to heaven. And then when we turn the corner, there's a Buzz Lightyear performer, and it just looks like he's slowly dying of heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, those, well, doesn't Buzz have that little... He has that little glass dome, right? I imagine he felt like an ant under a uh, oh, God. magnifying he, glass. I mean, not only does he have the glass dome, but think about it, he's also wearing that giant plastic or whatever head, so it's just insulating all of that heat that's getting concentrated onto it. I that's felt weird. sorry for the for the army soldiers in Toy Story Land because they're wearing like full army yeah, gear that's and another one. painted entirely green. That's another they've got one. They've got to do these yeah. little army jingles and dances and stuff. And they have to stay completely still during photos because they're army men. It was pretty uh pretty sad. Uh, I feel bad for anyone not using Dave. Tell them about it, Andrew. Oh, oh, wait! You guys don't use Dave. I didn't kidding? say we didn't. No, we do. I'm saying I feel bad for people <laughs> oh, who don't oh, use it. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Because, look, if you're like me, you're not always paying attention to your bank account balance. You're going to go walking around spending your money on who know what's and what's no it's, and then go, oh, my God, I'm getting paid nothing because I'm losing my money to overdraft fees. Dave 
is here to help. Dave is the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from overdraft fees, tells you about upcoming bills, and can get you a $75 advance from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. Get the Dave app for just $1 a month, $12 a year, which is way less than what you're going to be paying in overdraft fees. Why would you not? I don't get that. People are so bad with money. Oh, I don't want to pay $12 a year. Oops, I'll pay like 300 in overdraft fees. Oh, I'm so smart with money. Uh, you guys remember Mark Cuban? That cool guy on Shark Tank? He's an investor in Dave because he was crushed by overdraft fees when trying to start up his businesses. And now he wants to help make sure that you're never going to pay one yourself. Go to Dave.com slash official. It really helps to show if you let them know that you heard from it from us. You can download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee. Immediate savings now at Dave.com slash official. D-A-V-E, just like your best friend, your brother, maybe your local pastor, Dave. Dave.com slash official. Save some money by spending it wisely with a nice budget from Dave. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Are you still a Star Wars fan, though, Jackson, in all honesty? That Disney has kind of beaten the passion out of me, to be honest. I haven't been keeping track of Star Wars for the last, maybe, well, since The Last Jedi. Oh, Charlie, that um, reminds me. You didn't even tell them about the food them. you got. That's kind of my fault, though. They had a restaurant in Star Wars World, and like Andrew said, like the names and shit are really confusing, and I kind of panicked because I didn't have a lot of time to order, and Disney's a fucking machine. So I just picked like one of the first things I saw, which was called Yakshib Shrimpkin or something like that. <laughs> and it was this like amalgamation of like old crusty shrimp on top of like used uh, vegetables from the dumpster. It was ooh, horrible. Yeah. Like a Did solid they present it in a way that looks like it's from Star Wars though? Not at all. No, it was on like a, a high schooler's hot meal tray. It really wasn't that <laughs> impressive. I I will say that uh, I'll give them some credit. They had a drink at that restaurant called Moof Juice which might be the most oh. uninspired name in the world. <laughs> yeah, I uh, forgot about Moof Juice. Yeah, they, basically, some Disney execs sat down and they went, what do we call the drink we serve at Disney? Oh, how about Goof Juice, like Goofy? No, no, it's got to be Star Wars related. Uh, Moof Juice, like Moofy from Star Wars. But uh, it was pretty tasty. Why does that sound so Are you sure it was dirty? It was Moof, M-O-O-F Juice. I, I made what a big fuck? deal about it because I couldn't believe what a lazy Star Wars inspired. I, could see it, I mean, I really could see it being a hit with children, though. Like, you let the moof loose. Like, you get on that juice, then all of a sudden you're geared for the rest of your Star Wars adventure. <laughs> I hope the next Let's Star Wars moofed. movie has a character named Moof and Moof Juice did they sales have, skyrocket. Did they have uh, blue milk? They did, actually. They did. Yeah, we didn't try it. Did you try it? it? Oh, no, no, they had blue milk and green milk at a little booth. It's a little hard to make decisions when you're dying from the fucking heat exhaustion. <laughs> it was really hot. It sounds, so it sounds like you were just in a bad mood because of the heat I wasn't Charlie. in a bad mood. No, I just want... I mean, the water thing was a little frustrating, but I wasn't in a bad mood overall. Andrew had a whole conversation with one of the janitorial staff who also has to be in character. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I, I confused him by actually playing along. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> So, so the guy, like we were walking to the ride and the, one of the janitors just out of nowhere walks alongside me and he goes, uh, he says something like good sons traveler. And I went, ah, yeah, the uh, good sons. And he went, he went, uh, oh God, what was it? Are you scavenging for any parts or something? Or no, he went, what parts do you hail from? 
And I went, oh, we come from an even hotter planet that has nine suns and two of them are always fighting. And, and he just looked at me for a second and then kind of went quiet. And he went, ah, uh, I, I haven't been to that system. And I, I just he kept thought you were another cast shit. member that he hadn't gotten the memo. I don't <laughs> he hadn't know. The, the new script. I, I just kept <laughs> ranting about stupid shit off the top of my head and he just had no idea what to do. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Not, it's, he didn't have no idea what to do. He just loosely dungeoned and dragons with you. Yeah. As you that the whole point. Isn't that the you. whole point of them being in character? You kind of do a little whatever. I don't know. I see. I see it for kids. Like I see. I see that being cool yeah. for kids. Like, oh, the space janitor talked about sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but like fucking like, twenty-eight little... year old man. Kid, and uh, say I she can I be happy and <laughs> say, oh, I took a photo with the real Darth Vader. But when you're an adult, I assume he's thinking, dude, you're an adult. Leave me the fuck alone. Come back if you have a <laughs> exactly. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Talk. Talk to the kids. Don't talk to sons about <laughs> with me. Yeah, I don't know why he <laughs> sought me out. Like I don't, I don't yeah. look like a little kid, do I? Shows the one hitting on me. He sought you out. Well, he picked me to talk <laughs> to out of everyone in that crowd. Me. He was probably talking to a kid, and you barged through the kid and started talking to him. Yeah, him down. Fighting oh, sons. Oh, space janitor, talk to me. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the fucking full-grown adult in the line to sit with Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> They should have. They should have made a brony world. That would have been the oh, most ugh. financially Ew. just. Uh, you could decision. smell that bark from other states. That would have been a. Unironically, I think a like a furry, all-encompassing furry kingdom would be a massive hit. Like a brick-and-mortar furry kingdom would be huge. Yeah, it'd be full oh, of yeah, death furry one, absolutely. It'd be disgusting. Day. Mm. Uh, I think no matter what time of day, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be, be huge. Disgusting. It would be. If you, it would be, but you would have the advantage of it being open air, so the, it wouldn't be the usual convention, furry convention stench, mm-hmm. where they're all huddled up in a fucking room. Gah, gah, pissing in. How would you pits. even tell the staff apart from the usual furries? Everyone would be wearing <laughs> their stupid outfits. Oh God, you're right. The liability you'd have there would be nuts, though, because everyone would be dying of heat stroke at Furry Kingdom because they'd all be in costume. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 D- Charlie. They have tech that Disney doesn't even have yet. They have these ventilated fursuits that they all buy for like ten thousand bucks. You guys build yourselves gaming computers. These guys buy themselves fursuits. Okay, they get the special tech liquid cooled helmets with the voice changers and shit they're light years ahead of edge of galaxy or whatever the hell you went to these guys know what they're doing i would take some of the top furries and just hire them to make a theme park i think that's a great investment of course no animals Mm -hmm. allowed we're not gonna fund the bill for dog rape but you know just shove them all in there have them pay for a ticket and they can go to town i don't care what they do to each other Give him a couple of rides. Kaya, you just want to host a Give furry some orgy. Move juice. <laughs> some Free move juice with every ticket. <laughs> just come. Oh, give give it woof juice. Ooh, ooh, woof juice. No, ooh. woof though, because it rhymes. So we'd have a woof. nice tie-in. Yeah, woof woof. The uvu juice we can give the lollicon park. I there guess you if go. You open that one up. Yeah, just degenerate Let's just become, Disney well, yeah, What's our fucking park going to be called? The Seven Circles of Hell. Jesus, why, why are we fucking what? targeting all these degenerates? <laughs> the, the, the park's oh, official so, name yeah, is So what I'm thinking is fun. we create something like Westworld and Shogun World, you know, like Dr. Ford, but our worlds are all geared towards the absolute degenerate scum of the planet because there's a lot of people like that and they have a lot of money. 
Dude, you know, there's just furry again. conventions in general. Furry what? conventions sometimes are wholesome stuff where they just talk about cartoons. What we'd do is be like straight degeneracy. <laughs> this is the fuck That's just world. a convention, though. They don't have rides. They don't have restaurants. They, you know, all of that stuff. We need to give them a little small town where they can act out there. All right. So what's, what's our what's our furry park themed ride? Is it just like a dragon, bad dragon dildo they share? Oh, in fuck line? rides. No, we don't need it's rides. The, the rides. Yeah, will, do. I mean, the. The park? No, we don't. The park is enough. Just giving them a place to always go and hang out—that's plenty, and that saves us money. Oh, and what's I, the I difference between that? Have a little ride, a little fluttershy <laughs> wings fun. ride. Yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between <laughs> us and a convention? Passionate about about yeah. their their fun though. I thought he wanted to take advantage, not give them yeah. like a memorable event. No, well, you have to give them something good so they keep coming back and back, so they get addicted. This will be their safe haven yeah, in a desert of ignorance and discrimination. Uh, well, everyone makes fun of furries. They can go there, and that'll be where no one is allowed to make fun of them. No one Kai ever breaks character. Kai <laughs> <Well. laughs> is the janitor walking around just inside. He's going to construct a giant watchtower so he can look at each and every one of them at all times <laughs> just to make fun of them. He's the yeah, janitor but, walking around bullying them. They won't hear. So, I, dude, they need it. Have you guys... I saw news recently. I don't know what website it was on, but uh, My Little Pony is coming to an end. Apparently, they are <gasps> canceling oh, no. the show after 10 seasons or something. What will what? the Bronies do now? Bronies grew up, man. Bronies haven't been around in any real capacity for the last, like, six or seven years. Grew yeah, it's up. all gamers now. Mean? They've been always 40 years old. Yeah, but now they're 50. <laughs> Time to grow up. Did they go Still, for man, even younger shows fans. now? Like Teletubbies, no, now they've moved they, on to that? They all jumped to other ships. Like, yeah. uh, I know Steven Universe was a big one where a lot of bronies went, stuff yeah. like that. They're not all bronies mm. now. Yeah, the brony thing kind of died. I think they're still bronies. No, the last the a last few. big brony thing was like 2014. Brony, always a brony. It's been, a, it's yeah. been years, <laughs> man. Uh, wait, I feel like I should yeah. look that up, but first... A message from our sponsors, Andrew. Which one is it? Let's talk about the holidays. I know it's crazy to early to talk about the holidays. I mean, it's not even Thanksgiving. And the holidays typically refer to just Christmas for some reason. But getting photo ready starts right now because you're going to be taking 6.1 million photos during the holidays. Mm. And that's why you're going to want to get clear aligners from Candid. Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces. Treatment takes just six months on average. An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state will create a custom treatment plan, and they'll show you a 3D preview of how your teeth will look when they're done. Candid's aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. They also ship them directly to you, and they cost 65% less than traditional braces. With each aligner purchase, Candid donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatments to children across the globe. If you want to really get up, just have a downer of a day. If you really want to just sink a little low in your chair, look up kids with cleft palate. It, it, it's pretty sad. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> It's not it's not a really good thing to have to have. So I, I think they would appreciate some free surgery. <laughs> and 
candid is help making that happen. Get your photo ready smile by the holidays. Go to candidco.com slash OP and use code OP to get $75 off. That's candidco for candidco.com slash OP for overpowered because we are using code OP for official podcast Mm -hmm. for $75 off candidco.com slash OP code OP. And honey. Well, you all know honey. Jackson, I'm sure you've used honey when you went to your concert. Uh Honey's great, man. Honey saves you money at every single online checkout. Pretty much. I've saved countless dollars over my honey career. Basically, you just add it to your web browser using joinhoney.com slash official. And then every single checkout you go through, whether it's like Amazon or whatever other store you want to shop through, target.com, for example, uh, it applies discount codes automatically to your checkout cart, saving you money without you doing anything. It's great. So head on over to joinhoney.com slash official. It's free to use, installed on your computer in just two clicks, and it'll save you money so you can treat yourself to something nice. It has over 10 million people already saving money with Honey. It's got 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store, and Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money, and I think that we all agree with that here at the official podcast. It is basically free money. So go to joinhoney.com slash official... How much does that cost, Andrew? It's free. Yes. Uh, I'm put that on the fucking soundboard. <laughs> Do it. Joinhoney.com slash official. You know, you know, people are just, they're just so bad with math. Because I've seen some people, they're like, you know, I use honey and it just doesn't feel worth it. Because like, oh, this wouldn't only save me a dollar. And this coupon was only like a dollar 75. Do you not realize that like money adds? It adds up. Mm-hmm. After a week of that, you're saving like 20 bucks. And that right there is like a free dinner. Come on. It's free and you save money by doing literally nothing. Everyone needs it. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, free, let's talk about freedom because anime might be banned in the U.S. What? You guys hear about this? <gasps> no! Yeah. What? What anime? Wait, was it anime or lolicon? Because I saw anime. that Lolic... Oh. Well, well, yeah, that's anime. a bit of a... Bullshit. Lolicon's still legal then? Well, it, it, it's all-encompassing. <laughs> they didn't make an exception Asking for Lolicon. Asking the important questions here. Yes, Jackson, Wait, you're so still safe. Don't worry. What about my game? Not that it's Lolicon, but it's hentai, which is kind of anime. Am I screwed? To be fair, this is the second time the UN has tried to push a ban on anime. And Wait, it's so it's old? the UN. That's oh, a worldwide ban, then. They have no yeah, authority. Yeah, it, Who cares? Uh, well, I don't know why I said US. You're absolutely right. But even still, I think it's interesting that the UN is targeting anime. What was it's their reasoning the behind it? I didn't really read yeah. that deep into it. <laughs> I, I only read the first couple of parts where Japan responded by saying, we're real disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving the UN. <laughs> Oh yeah, of Charlie, you, you had World it a little backwards. <laughs> Japan and the US rejected it immediately. Uh, then I mis Good. I, yeah. I misunderstood, but the UN has proposed it for the second time. Oh, so there has to be some if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, there has to be some kind of uh, particular country that makes the <laughs> like uh, like makes the decision to put that on the floor, right? So who who chose to ban anime? 
Which yeah, country probably, was it? Probably you guys, it. Australia. I doubt it. Don't get no, so. Actually, don't, don't get so. It. You know, Australia has pretty strict censorship on adult exactly. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. Well, only yeah. when it comes to video games, usually. Like we don't censor our porn or anything. Don't you guys censor movies though? No, movies are pretty much untouched as far as I Fred, okay, know. before you shit on Australia, Australia aren't the ones talking about banning vape pens right now, okay? So you have no grounds <laughs> yeah. to stand on, which is an actual oh, thing happening that? in the US. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. they, are, they are talking about banning vape pens here as well. <laughs> oh, dope. <laughs> well, all right. So why are they trying to ban <laughs> vape pens? <laughs> Because people well, are, I got this, Kaya. I'm pa- as a, as right. an owner of a vape pen. Uh, the reason <laughs> oh. they're banning them didn't is you wait a minute? Wait, wait, hang on. You said you threw that out like a week ago. Yeah, but it still gives me authority because I did own one. Ah. So as as a former did you throw owner, it out because a, you were scared of just gonna get arrested. <laughs> I just fucking hated it, man. Vaping sucks ass. It's fucking yeah. dumb. I, I couldn't stand oh, it's it. It's so stupid. It's it very is, dumb. But, so God. the reason is. People are buying these black market THC mod pack DLC cartridges for their vape and it's giving them like diseases and shit and some people died apparently. So in response, they're banning vape all out like in New York just passed it because it's an idea to protect people from vape and yet cigarettes are still out there. So it's really weird. You don't need to yeah, mod your cigarette for it to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> There's no it's like really attachment stupid. So, to a cigarette. There have been fucking silence about sir. how now yeah. seven people have died because of vape pens. And it's like, seven people, huh? Wow. Better get ahead of it and ban this shit. Um, your president said it's, it's because he has a son and he, something like he <laughs> caught him with a vape pen or something. His wife wasn't happy. So now they're considering banning every flavor other than tobacco. Yeehaw, the best flavor. Was he also <laughs> caught with anime? Oh god! If, you, look, if you're gonna smoke, ah god, I'm gonna be honest. I hate banning shit, but at the same time, man, vapors make me miss smokers, and I really don't like smokers either. Smokers what? used I, to what, smell; wait, they're annoying. I think they're both. I think they're both as bad as each other. I'm well, actually, I think vaping's good for people who are addicted to cigarettes. If they need to change, they yeah, can use from, it as a tool. But then, from what but then I understand, they're just replacing it with vaping. Yeah, you know the stupid sound it makes. I want to just punch the person. God damn! Like you're talking to them and they take a drag from their fucking vape pen, and all you hear is, yeah. Oh, get that away I from prefer, me. I hated vaping myself, but I prefer people who vape in public to yeah. smokers because vape oh, usually yeah. smells good, whereas smoking is the most repulsive goddamn smell in the world. I hate cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, stains you. Like, you start smelling like shit because someone else was mm-hmm. smoking. Whereas and secondhand with, smoke is also bad for your health as well. Whereas, yeah, I don't think... It, no, vaping doesn't is. have the secondhand effect that I know of. So at least the, when you do get tagged by it in the crop-dusting field of a vapor, it doesn't smell as bad. So what's the, what's the like, I don't know, stimulus of vaping? Like, why do you do it besides just, I'm vaping? Well, it can still well, have the nicotine in it. It's just yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. nicotine. Shisha or it just doesn't have all the other stuff it. like tar and and uh, arsenic and stuff like that. Gotcha. Well, apparently it does if you buy it from a black market Chinese manufacturer. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't understand why you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, just 
buy a cigarette. So you get oh, cool. you get a Jesus fucking stupid. Speaking of vaping, though, so th- when I did get that vape, it was the most uncomfortable experience of my life. There's a few shops all pretty close by where I'm at, and I didn't know which one to go to, so I just went to the highest rated one. I felt like I just wandered onto the set of A&E's, The Hoarders or something. The shit was abominable. Just vape accessories on top of vape accessories, and then I just picked something out of this fucking mess of shit that was all already opened, and it was a uh, 100 bucks. And I didn't have a hundred bucks at the time, but I didn't know it. So I just handed him like the three twenties in my wallet and he counts them. He's like, yep, that's a hundred bucks. It's all yours. <laughs> so I got a fucking discount because they didn't count it properly. Wow. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I was uh, going through airport security again in my great mother country, Turkey. And every time I do, they have to pull me aside specifically to rummage through my backpack because I have things that use electricity which i guess no one in turkey has ever seen like a, i have a mouse i have a laptop i have a kindle i have a microphone <laughs> unheard of sir you what is this think. magic wand that you're carrying i i kid you not I, I get the same goddamn treatment every time and to be fair i carry a lot around a lot of fucking electronic shit but like really this is an airport has no one with a switch ever come through here no one not a single soul you've never seen this device before working here for five years anyway i I put my backpack through the x-ray she says there's something in here and i take it out i take my laptop out i take out my kindle i say okay run it through again she says, sir do you have an e-cigarette do you have one of those electronic smoking devices i said what the fuck are you talking about you know, in, with my in my head at least, I said no, I I don't do that. Turns out she was talking about my microphone, <laughs> my half a kilogram, <laughs> like twenty centimeters long Shure SM7B, which if you know what it looks like, it's like a fucking pipe. It's gigantic. It doesn't look like an e-cigarette. I don't even know how you would fit it in your mouth. And she well, asked me if that's an e-cigarette. It is an e-cigarette. Mod it with like a little tube. Yeah. You should have showed her up and been like, ah, yeah, the newest model, and tried to cram it in your mouth while you were in the airport. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so you're right, Andrew. Get get feisty, get, you know, give them (laughs) lip, and then they're going to give you an ass search and throw you in prison and accuse you of being a conspirator against the president. (laughs) Before you know it, you'll end up shooting yourself in the head, in the back of the head. And hanging yourself after the word afterwards, man, God, it just it bothers me so much going through security every single time in Turkey, knowing I can't fight back. I can't say anything. I can't make a peep because if I do, they can just pull me aside and make my life hell. And I hate them so much for it. That's any points of authority, though. It's not specific to Turkey. Yeah. It's the, the arrogance that they have kind of is because I go through security in Germany, too, and they're contrary to popular belief they're really really nice if you just talk to them like a human being they just sir could you take this out oh thank you oh oh don't worry about it we don't mind we're not trying to bother you but you know da, da, da. they're nice about it in turkey it's like the fuck is this why are you carrying around so much electronic that's a lot of electronic for one person is it not what is this and then you have to stand there trying to convince them that it is indeed a microphone and not a bomb have they ever, uh, God, like, actually them. thought that you were carrying a bomb and gone through bomb procedures? <laughs> no, well, what do you mean by bomb procedures? They, they've I've, wiped me down with that testing kit that tests you for heroin yeah. and, like, bomb residue. Yeah. I've, I've had that happen when I was a kid. 
<laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, so I, God, I was visiting fun. my I was visiting my brother in Oregon, and I was like. 13 14 years old and i was you bringing... started talking to the security agent about dueling sons on a different planet <laughs> 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 i started going yeah it's the bomb but uh so you just played I... along yeah totally 9 11 yeah. dude yeah <laughs> get on the top. ground um <laughs> so so i was bringing my playstation 2 back then and i just put it in my suitcase with all my other shit now some of you out there, some of you intrepid young listeners might be a little bit, you know, just on the cusp of being too young to remember the PlayStation 2. But that thing, if you scratch the logo off of that, it does look pretty fucking suspicious. It's a big black rectangle with a bunch of ports on it and shit, but whatever. So I just had it in my suitcase pretty much under all my clothes and I uh, put it through the x-ray machine and they like put it in then they pull it back out and then they like like they're moving the conveyor belt back and forth to kind of like look at it and they call someone over and uh they they announce like oh you know whose bag is this is this yours i'm like yeah my mom's there too and and they're like okay we need to uh swab it down because we found a suspicious device in your luggage and and just literally we had to wait like 20 minutes for them to take out all these little powders and swabs and testing kits to fucking run it over my playstation <laughs> What the fuck did they think? That it was a massive brick of cocaine or something? They thought it was either that or a bomb, yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. They thought my PlayStation 2 would... was a fucking bomb. How did running <laughs> Q-tips over it just diagnose if it's a bomb or not? It's certain chemicals. it would have exploded if it was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Killing everyone in the airport. <laughs> so I think the idea is that even if you're a professional, you're gonna leave at least some residue of explosives on it so the swab is supposed to pick that up yeah, and detect yeah. it yeah that's what it's uh, for it is. like some it also it, even if it's it, a speck of black powder yeah just I've, something i've i've read that in in uh israel they they have these like uh high pressure chambers or something that they put suspicious packages inside if if like they go through a scan and they think there's a bomb inside or something they chuck it in this high pressure container that's meant to set the bomb off like inside the inside the isolated chamber, which seems pretty risky to me, but apparently it's effective. Oh, oh man, dude! If pretty we're getting cool. started on Israel airports, yeah. Israel are the fucking masters of airport security. Yeah. I, yeah. I I highly recommend everyone take like ten minutes to either watch a YouTube video on it or read an article. The amount of things Israel's airport, I believe, is literally the safest in the world, even though it's in it such is, a yeah. fucking contentious place. Because the amount of things they do for security is is fucking nuts. So it's ridiculous. It's, it's it goes through your social media. That's what yeah, I know. Which yeah, is they give you that, a fucking. They interrogate you immediately. Yeah, they give you a fucking entry. card, and it's got a bunch of mm -hmm. numbers on it, like your passenger ID and all the shit. And the very last number on it, I believe it's a number first. one one through six. It's the yeah, first it's number. The first number one through six. Yeah, yeah, and it's literally how much of a threat are you? Like, like that's that's literally what it is. So, they look at your fucking background, who you are, where you've been. It's all racial this shit. profiling. And they, too. nearly yeah, every yeah. every Muslim gets a. a so if they like gave you a, yeah. would you be insulted? In all honesty, you would obviously be very relieved if you get through there and they don't give you any problems. But if they gave you a fucking zero, would you be a little pissed off? Like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, I could beat a man in a fight. I'm somewhat of a threat. What? <laughs> You know, you're soft security guard over here. I could definitely take him. Like, that's yeah. at least a one, right? You're looking at him and you're like, guys, a, a one, really? And they're just like, sir. 
Sir. No, come on. Look, come Dude, on. Really? I'm, I'm kind of anti-Semitic. Sir, come on, can give you me please a move along? You're holding up the line. <laughs> we have Hussein Balabala behind you, and he is clearly decked out. <laughs> They don't. It, the, the security doesn't even end at the airports. They train their pilots on their flag carrier to send the plane into a nosedive if, if, if there's a if there's like an incursion on the plane. Like every plane has a what do you call them? Marshals, air marshals on them, and it, and they have yeah. like a panic button that oh, alerts man. the alerts the pilots to send the plane into a nosedive if they see something. Really? Suspicious. How much money? <laughs> how much money do you want to bet that on every single Israel flight there's only three actual passengers and everyone else is just air marshals? <laughs> They're all Mossad agents. Just oh, speaking of, someone sneezes wrong, so do you have 20 guns trained on you? <laughs> Did you guys see that new series on Netflix called The Spy with Sasha uh, Baron Cohen? I, I saw it. I didn't watch it. But I've heard about it. Oh, yeah. it's really, it's kind of good. But the story behind it, it's apparently a real story. I had to look this up because it's so fucking unbelievable. So Sasha plays a, a Mossad spy, an Israeli spy. They, he, info, he goes to Syria and within five years, he becomes the country's minister of defense and the president's best friend. A spy. How do you fuck up this bad in governments that you crown a spy, the minister of your own defense? Is an enemy spy? Like a... I couldn't believe it. My mind was fucking blown. This guy's name was Eli Cohen. And he just lived there. He lived for four years in Syria and he became one of the heads of state. And so I read that, I became all paranoid, like, holy shit, I'm going through the Turkish government, like, list of names, looking at, okay, that guy's definitely a spy, that guy's Mossad, <laughs> that guy's Mossad, I bet that motherfucker has got to be Mossad. No one fucks up government this bad unintentionally. He has to be <laughs> Jewish. I get all conspiracy up in this shit, like Alex Jones ranting about reptiles and shit. It blew my mind, you guys, this is apparently a real story. God damn. Unbelievable. This guy's a hero in Israel, obviously, and he's my hero too now. This is incredible. All right, everyone, boys, everyone shut up. Everyone shut up. Even you out there listening right now to the podcast, shut up. Because I would be upset with myself. I would not be able to sleep at night if I didn't tell you about Blue Apron. Blue Apron, as a lot of you may know, is one of the best ways to get delicious home-cooked meals straight from... Well, you're home because they give you all the ingredients that you need to do it. Blue Apron's going to help you not just make dinner, but you're going to make memories. They offer flexible plans for the kind of meals that you want to cook, such as the two person plan or the four person family plan, which lets you choose from a variety of chef designed recipes and get perfectly portioned ingredients delivered right to your door for cooking with it. Blue Apron's menu is carefully designed and tested by their test kitchen chefs. They use unique specialty ingredients to bring chef quality recipes to your dinner table. It helps make cooking at home a sustainable part of the weekly routine and not just something that you constantly argue over because you don't want to do it. Look, me and my girlfriend, I'm going to be honest with you. Neither of us cares that much for cooking. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of cleanup. And it's not that much of a payoff. But with Blue Apron, which we love... It's so easy. It's barely anything. It's not even a big deal. And you get delicious food out of it, such as looking at today's menu, chicken chili enchiladas with cheddar cheese and jalapeno peppers. And you don't even have to try. You barely even have to get off the couch. 
So if you want to start making delicious, bragworthy meals at home without the hassle, you can try Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash official. That's blueapron.com slash official, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. So a spy still a thing in the current, like, uh, post-Cold yes. oh, War 100%. era? 100%. Of course, I guess. What is it? What did you mean by he's Jewish? What did that solve in your case? Mossad is Jewish. Uh, like Mossad is Israel's forces. secret. Yeah. yeah, they're like oh. the CIA. And after they're actually the biggest pretty much intelligent organization after the yeah. CIA. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I think yeah. they're before said, MI6, right? I think they're, so. They're yeah, like I th- more prestigious and more effective than MI6. I, do, I mean... They put one of their spies into the top government level of Syria. He was the best friend of the president. For God's sake. Unbelievable. Well, was the president like a CIA spy? Maybe it was like yeah, a team. Yeah, the whole government Maybe. Is spies. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, who knows at this point? I don't trust Illegal. anything anymore after this story. It's not. Just, so I thought, okay, this is fictionalized. This has to be, you know, whatever. They're making shit up. No, I looked it up. This guy is an actual folk hero in Israel. They have streets and mountains named after this motherfucker. He's revered. He's when a martyr because eventually they get caught. How long ago? Did yeah, this eventually happen? they did catch him and they hung him in Syria, <laughs> completely disgraced. Like, oh, whoops! I guess we have to hang our own minister of defense <laughs> that we how just crowned. Ago? How long we ago? We have to our top spoiler. secret shit. Well, I. It's not much of a spoiler, but <laughs> fuck. How long ago did this happen? How did they catch him? Jesus, don't leave me hanging. So, oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. So the Syrians couldn't even catch him on their own. The Russians had to come in with special technology and help them to catch this motherfucker. Wait, because he was in his apartment. It was a little scanner. A detector? It was a little scanner. scanner and they held it up to him. So, and the beep, 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 how did they so he was using uh, Morse, whatever that thing is called, where you transmit Morse messages, Morse code. Yeah. Right. So the Russians apparently brought in some technology that could scan the neighborhood and detect which apartment the Morse code messages were being sent from. Uh. And they they noticed, oh, this, you know, <laughs> there's an illegal transmission from the Minister of Defense's apartment <laughs> here. That's slightly suspicious. Maybe that was just a maybe that was just a different spy that like was uh, sabotaging the Minister of Defense, like. Black, not blackmailing. What? What is it like? Framing him. Framing him. Framing. Well, then, why would Mossad and Israel take ownership of him and say he's one of ours? Please let him go. <laughs> it became this whole national issue. His wife started petitioning the every different nation to please release his, uh, her husband. They didn't. Aww. They hung him. All they wanted to do was lead Syria's defense system. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it turns out Sasha Baron Cohen is kind of a good actor. I was surprised. That oh, he yeah, was he's an, he's an amazing actor. actor, right? He, he, he His whole yeah, stick comedy, is like... You usually only like, know him as in comedy, and this was this is a drama as much as I mean, as to say in character as like yeah, Borat yeah. in real-life scenarios is pretty indicative of like acting talent, though. I yeah. feel like it would be pretty yeah, easy so. to translate across. <laughs> Does anyone else have any any funny or interesting uh, like airport security stories? Uh, I have no, a Charlie sucks, doesn't. I, I, Charlie, you yeah. should fly once. Oh, yeah. Fly yeah. to the most fucked up place, dude. Fly to 
Yeah, go through Israeli security or go to Saudi Arabia or something. I wonder what would happen to you. That could be a cool uh, video for us. Which one of us has the highest threat level in Israel? Kai of 100%, well, I, yeah, not even close. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy. <laughs> well, easy. They'll see where he's coming from, like Turkey, and give him yeah, immediate Yeah, sex. to be fair, like, not even joking. that. Yeah. No, I'm not even joking. They, they, they fully admit to racial profiling. Yeah. That's like how. Uh, good for them. Yeah, they, they, they also it makes say sense. It works, I'm not though. calling them. I'm not saying it's wrong if I looked at, you know, okay, one Australian, two from the fat part of America, and one guy from the Middle East. Wait a minute, the guys who always bomb us? Hmm. Your threat level is going to be two, sir. No yeah. offense. Yeah, they, not taken. Always, I get it. They say it works, though, and apparently it does. Uh, one of on. my first experiences going through airport security was also my scariest experience. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was like 15. And I was flying out on my own pretty much to a like up north in Queensland. And so it was like this regional airport. And so I walked through the airport scanner first and my girlfriend at the time was behind me. So I, I was waiting for her, but there was a guy in between her and me. So he was going through while I was waiting on the other side of the scanner. And I was just kind of like chilling with the, the the Australian equivalent of the TSA agent. So I was just looking at the computer screen of the scanner. And as this guy puts the uh, like the box full of his stuff through the scanner, the photo the photo on the monitor has like live snakes inside a hand grenade, a loaded gun, <laughs> and I start visibly freaking out. And and, and like the T, the the TSA agent notices so he kind of looks over at me he's like oh this this is just the computer system testing us sometimes they throw in pictures of of like what? goofy objects to, to like make sure we're aware and keep an eye on things so, really so, i didn't like, know that was happening one out of four of like the pictures that show up apparently has just like pictures of like snakes and grenades and rocket launches <laughs> and they have what to determine fuck? what's real and what's not. And if they don't click on it on the screen, it's like a video game. If they don't click on it on the screen, th then they get reprimanded like or, or blown up, I guess. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> yeah, so that isn't, was a pretty scary scenario. Because I feel like they'll well, no, just desensitize them, them and make them all go like, oh, here's a grenade again, click, it's just part of the system. Well, no, Even I, I, it's I a think real they, one. They, they click it on the screen and then it says you, you passed the test or whatever, like it tells you that it was fake. Uh, but if you, this you is not a drill. Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Did I? That's pretty <laughs> fucking goofy. It, it doesn't have to do with the yeah. airport, but I, did I tell the story of the two guys who were fighting on one of my airplanes? No, I don't think it's cool. So it was it was another trip where I was visiting my brother in Oregon. And like my mom would go with me to the airport, obviously, because I was like 14. But I would fly alone and visit him alone and he'd pick me up at the other one. Mm -hmm. So uh, on one of my flights, it might have been my first flight ever, actually. Um, I got sat uh, seated in the very, very back of the plane, complete back, like literally furthest you can go just sitting next to some random dude. And I don't know if he knew the guy sitting in front of us or not, but that'll come into play later. Um, so when I sit down, I, I have my whatever the fuck was the handheld at the time. I think it was the original DS, the Game Boy, what the fuck ever. And I'm like about to play it. And the guy sitting next to me, he's like, I've got some movies we can watch if you want, if you're bored. And I was like, OK, fuck it. Why not? Like, I, you know, I'm making a friend. 
He's got whatever. So we're looking through all the movies that he brought. He has like a little DVD player. And I picked uh, some teenage comedy. One of the, one of those like, dude, the frat house is going to get shut down. Oh, no. And um, during the movie, about halfway in, I start getting bored. So I say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing now. And I like I like take off the headphones and uh, start playing my Game Boy and whatever. But while I'm playing the Game Boy, I start looking up at the movie a little bit just because it's there and it's kind of distracting. And every time I do, he looks at me and he goes, oh, you can't watch this movie. You're doing your own thing. And I'm like, OK. Oh. Yeah, he's like getting snippy about it. Like he was like offended that I didn't want to watch the movie anymore. And eventually this catches the ire of the guy sitting in front of us. And again, I don't know if they knew each other and were messing around or if they were actually getting angry. But the guy turns around and he's like, leave him alone, man. He's a kid. And he goes, sir, do not talk to me. You are harassing me right now. <laughs> and, like they, and it eventually culminates that they start throwing ice cubes at each other from their drinks. <laughs> but they're like sitting like literally up against each other because how thick are the seats? And they're yeah. like throwing drinks at each other and like saying, he's like, sir, do not interact with me. This is my flight. It is. I'm watching a movie. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Did you defend your new friend? I just sat there in fucking stunned silence because I was like, is this what most flights are like? What the fuck is happening? And uh, then when I got off the plane, I kind of just bolted out of there. I was just walking to my next plane and another woman, like two seats in front of us who was on the plane, found, like saw me and she went, I'm so sorry about that. That's really rough. And I was like, uh, that, yeah, I just you just jogged my memory. If that was your first flight, I remembered mine. Uh, my dad had a friend who had like one of those little hobby planes that you fit like five people on. It's like supposed a to be like a plane. Yeah, like a prop one. And that was my first flight experience and the door didn't work on it. So you'd fly this <laughs> fucking plane with a door that was basically held together with duct tape. And my ears <laughs> no were fucking... Horrified. Yeah, my ears fucking exploded because it wasn't a pressurized cabin or anything. So I was just getting fucking dunked on by this uncomfortable old, you know, rickety plane that barely flew straight. So you so had I one totally... negative experience. That's why you hate yeah. flying. I don't think okay. that's why I hate flying, though, because that wasn't a public flight. But that's definitely well, the first. Ex- it's still that's flying. still the first experience yeah. I had, though. But I don't think mm. that had any effect on it. There's way more crashes in like those hobby planes than there is in like yeah. the uh, airliners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot more. I mean, statistics. Well, 100%, but that didn't that didn't have an effect on how I viewed planes I don't think I mean, it was just a really shitty experience. Statistics aren't going to help, Charlie. We I tried to quash this at one point and we looked it up. You are more likely to be killed by a falling coconut than you are die yeah. in an airplane crash. But Charlie still yeah, won't but fly. It's still a yeah, fair okay. fear, in I, my opinion. I, okay, I, I really don't like that line of arguing with people's irrational fears. We know the statistics, damn it. Okay, people like Charlie <laughs> and me, we know. All right. And the worst part about it is that if I was on a plane that was crashing, I don't even get to tell you I told you so. I would I be know. right. I couldn't even I message you in the last the moment time. saying, told ya, the one, the one plane that was meant to crash and I'm on it. I couldn't even rub it in well, your face. It would be like, it would be like a perpetual uh, told you so, because Andrew would eventually know that you crashed. Yeah, but yeah, even still, still he'd be like, oh, this is one of, yeah, a, no one of millions of flights. Yeah. What I really wanted to happen the last time I flew, like after all this ridicule and shit, I flew in like 2016. I wanted the plane to have like landing malfunction, the landing gear. So when you're taking off, it just kind of nosedives a little bit. Nothing 
catastrophic. Fuck. <laughs> Why did you wish that? Just just something enough where it could be like a rationalization to everyone's like, "Why are you afraid of flying?" Well, I was on that plane that nose dived. Yeah. One of the yeah, just oh, something like was that. Eventful. Dude, Charlie, imagine the the. Cl- not clout, but just the immunity you would have from oh, all criticism yeah. if you had been on that plane that landed in the Hudson. That's my I, dream. I, I should have yeah. been on that plane. Why couldn't I be on the Hudson plane? Oh, I would have died from a heart attack if that was the case. I, I would have died from jubilation that I told you so. To validate so. your fear of flying, you want something bad to happen while you're flying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but, but not, uh, a, uh, not not fatal i don't want <laughs> yeah i don't want to hurt anyone as far as i know exactly. there were no fatalities in the hudson plane uh landing but still it's yeah, the perfect man, thing it's it's a soft landing relatively compared to a mountain uh and there's so much water that after i piss myself no one is gonna be able to tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah but why would you wish that when you could just wish nothing bad happens on planes yeah really because that's never gonna happen planes are too yeah, scary <laughs> They are I mean, scary. I have too. Yeah, I'm scared of planes too. Happens. It's scary, man. It's scary. I, like I look up. Hey, I'm with you. I, know, I look up statistics. Like, oh, I, I look up the specific statistics of yeah, what planes cry from, from like landing yeah. gear malfunctions or play uh, the engine or turbulence. And apparently, turbulence is the least likely to cause any problems. But in my head, every time turbulence happens, all I can think of is. Well, you know, right before a plane crashes, that's what everyone else thinks, too, on that plane is, oh, this is just turbulence. And then suddenly the plane takes a nosedive. Every crash starts with two seconds of turbulence, I would assume. Right. So that doesn't give me any peace of mind. Every single. So when turbulence hits and the cabin shakes, I'm like, oh, is is this it? Is this it? And you know, the scariest fucking thing is sitting sitting next to a wing. Have you sat next to one of the wings, Kaya? Yes, I always pick the wing seats, Charlie, because the middle of the plane, right, as close, so the closer you are to the wing, the less turbulence there is, yeah. technically. Oh, I didn't but know also, that. you're sitting directly yeah. on top of the fuel lines as well, so yeah. if it does crash, you blow up. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I, I There's hate no winning! At the, yeah, no, I hate there is looking winning. at the Sit wing, the back. There is winning. Sit Stop the being the a back pussy. The safest. Fuck you. No, the... If you look at the wing, though, like those little flaps that go off, it makes me feel like they're going to snap at any second. They're, just they're, like designed, these... they're designed to be flexible. Yeah, yeah I hate they look that, though. They shouldn't be. So flimsy. You yes. look at it, it's like, what the fuck bad. is this? There's like wires hanging out. Am I the exactly. like this? That's just Put some beef sure. on it. Where's, the, the, metal, where's the metal plating? Am I the only one who finds planes relaxing? I really yeah. like yes. it. Yes. I like I, it a I get lot. Go to hell. Oh my god, you I guys are such palms. babies. You know where I get nervous? Driving to the airport. Oh fuck, someone could crash into me and fucking kill me. Oh Jesus, well, there's so much traffic. There and then well. you sit on the plane and you go, ah, the pilot's doing the job. I don't have to do shit. I can go to sleep. As the flaps on the wing are fucking going a mile, a hundred <laughs> miles an hour. The whole yeah. plane's uh. going hundreds of miles an hour. Who cares? There's noise you can't explain. Your your people in the you next seat totally are fighting. There's some Turkish man yelling at the flight up. attendant. <laughs> no. You can make we need to completely redesign air travel to be safe. <laughs> it's the safest form of travel on planet Earth. Not, Not safe me. enough. <laughs> Why do you guys even go outside, man? You could literally be fucking stabbed or shot in the head randomly at any yeah, again, time. Again, you're coming at us with meaningless statistics. I know. Okay, I'm... 
It doesn't matter. Why are you defending that, Kyle, when you made fun of me for being afraid of gun violence? That's not a meaningless statistic. (laughs) You guys get on the plane and you look at the flaps and you go, oh, look, they're all dangling and flapping. I'm going, there are millions of guns out there and people who can get them very easily who could shoot you for no reason. Very easily. Could literally happen. Yeah, but you don't see that. If you're sitting next to a wing, you see... Oh, you don't see gun violence. All right. Gotcha. I've never no, seen a no, man get shot. No, Charlie's right. When you're on a plane, it's rational to be uh, somewhat scared because you're on the thing that could kill you. With gun violence, nobody's holding a gun to your head, Ed Jackson, when There's you go to a movie. People theater. around everywhere with guns, maybe. Yeah, but people are holding guns. Maybe, but you don't see them. With with look, but the I, equivalent here would be uh, all if, right. you know, you, turbulence is like if a terrorist came up to you with an AR-15. So would you? Up. So would you guys feel better yeah, if when you got on a plane they put on blinders and only took them off after they landed? No, because you're still on it. That doesn't do anything. Yeah, I still feel the shaking. Oh, yeah. Look, this is like, Jackson, this is like if somebody came up to you with a gun and kept poking you in the head with it. And you're like, shit, is he going to yeah. shoot me? What is, what is no, going on? Why do you keep poking close. me with it? Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, I think that's a very good example. Because no, you're afraid no. you're full of shit. Yeah. You're afraid no, of gun statistically, violence. But the diff- statistically, it's super safe. The safety isn't going to go off by itself when the gun's not going to shoot by itself. Yeah, you know that, but you'd still be uneasy if a loaded gun was pointed at you. In my head, a plane is a loaded gun. All it takes is a nosedive. There's also way more cases of gun violence than playing How are you not freaking out on the drive to the airport where you're actually seeing almost accidents every day? Why would I? Yeah, because cars are way, way more dangerous than planes, and you are constantly seeing potential accidents. It's the same argument, and yet you're not afraid of cars. It doesn't make any sense. Cars are the way. can possibly kill me, I'm afraid of it. Yeah, I'm, more, I'm thousand far percent more afraid of traffic in cars than planes, because cars are way, way, way more likely to kill you. Way more likely. And you see potential accidents and speeding constantly. Bad drivers. Yeah, it's not a competition. I can be scared of both, Andrew. Oh, Jackson, you're you're my favorite. That's fine. But I'm talking about those two guys who are like, oh, the, the plane, you look at the wings and they're bending and it might go wrong. And then they drive the car going, do, 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 do. Oh, everything's great. Cars are way scarier. Yeah, we went on this before because at least the car is on the surface. I know that for most crashes, unless of, it's something what? really severe, I can just get out. Get out. Bullshit. Bull 100% If I need a break, shit. I can park at the side and get out. Not if always. I don't like it at any point, I can get out. There's a choice. With a plane, it you doesn't matter how scared you well. are, you're stuck there. One thing that would have squashed my fears, but I found out you can't really do it legally, is bringing a parachute parachutes. on my plane, yeah. Oh, you can't? You would have, you would have been way more likely to die parachuting. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you would have gotten sucked so, into yeah, the terrifying. Yeah, they have, they, have they, they have to make a safe emergency landing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie's plummeting out of the sky. <laughs> I kick the fucking door out and go <laughs> Xander. It would be so <laughs> funny if you guys just out of sheer the... fear, you kicked open the front door and jumped right into the engine. <laughs> Yeah, and that causes the crash. <laughs> and that kills everyone else. <laughs> oh, the last thing people see is you're getting shredded, blood-soaked, blood-stained windows. It's like a fucking cartoon. Goes down. Ju- it's like a cartoon. He jumps out and then immediately zips to the right into the engine. Well, I wouldn't be a fucking idiot about it. I'd jump from the back of the plane, obviously, away from the turbine. Did you know it's absolutely impossible to open those doors when you're in midair? Yeah. Or in motion? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably just do it at the first sign of something wrong. (laughs) Once the pilot... Once once the plane hits the runway, Charlie's out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know, man. Even those windows feel so flimsy because if you put your hand against it, you can feel it's not, at least on the inside, it's not glass. It's just this piece of plastic almost. And you think, I'm pretty sure that's like, by design, actually, this in if because if motivated. there's too much glass there, it, like the pressure breaks it or something. Yeah. Do you want those windows uh. to explode if there's a little more pressure? I'd rather nothing explode on a plane. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time something exploded on a plane? Dude, there was that pilot that was having a bad day and crashed the whole plane into a mountain. Right, but yeah, that was how... that can happen in cars too. Someone could be exactly. having a bad day and decide to just swerve directly um, into you. Exactly. You guys have such terrible arguments, Charlie. You use Uber constantly. What if your Uber driver's having a bad day and just runs you into oncoming traffic? I'll make sure. Yeah, he's but he a doesn't want a one-star review. <laughs> Every single argument you guys are making about planes going wrong could happen in cars to a much more common well, yeah. degree. Oh, absolutely. Then why are you afraid of planes if you take cars without any it's worry a whatsoever? It's, irrational, it's an irrational, it's irrational fear. Irrational. We're not right. saying we're There's right. Irrational about irrationality. We're just fair. explaining why we feel the way we do. It's just, I don't know. I know it's not right. I know I, know I don't have to feel scared. I just am. Well, then how about the, let me pose a question to you, Andrew and Jackson. If I was on the Hudson plane, would you then <laughs> be on my side? No. No? No. <laughs> Fuck you. Soulless. Not at all. Soulless. Not at all. You Talk about a rational. No, I mean, I would, I would, I already understand why you have the phobia, Charlie. I, I already yeah. get it. So all that would do is confirm my own fears and my understanding of your fears, but I would still probably travel by if, plane when I have to. If I were in an event like that, I personally might have a bit more of an aversion to do it, but I still wouldn't like advocate against it. I'd still be like, yeah, flying is great. It's very safe. You should do it. But I personally might be like, yeah. Eh. So honestly, I don't know if I was in a crash that I survived, I guess I would go, well, what are the odds that I'm going to be in two crashes? I'm like immune from now on, right? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I Cut. thought of that myself. Yeah. When I flew in 2016, there was a plane that went missing like days before I was supposed to fly back, and I was like, thank God, that means I'm statistically less likely to be <laughs> <Yeah>. on one. <laughs> God. <laughs> so what, what Charlie and Kaya are saying, what Charlie and Kaya are saying is we should have a catastrophic airplane crash every like two weeks yes. to make them feel safer. Yeah, if you guys can just Not crash just a plane weeks. before my plane, <laughs> the day before. Be we, yeah. Charlie, we need a sacrificial plane the day before we fly so all of air security is on high alert and they keep exactly. us safe. <laughs> that was my thought process. Like, shit, you guys just lost that plane over in Egypt or something. You're going to really amp this shit up to make sure it's not back to back. Let's appease the airplane gods by offering a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I keep reading these news. Some bitch was trying to uh, cripple an airport. I forgot which one it was, but she was trying to fly a drone near the airport so the planes couldn't take off. And she was doing the same supposedly as a, a protest for climate change. Here we go again. <laughs> and all I can think of is like, bitch, what if someone missed that? Shoot her. This should be get, you should get the death penalty. Are you fucking with me? So should that motherfucker who was... Uh, using silly putty or something and shoving it in the plane's electronics to try and cripple the flight. Those people should be <laughs> shot on the spot. Uh, Are you kidding me? That's super villain shit yeah, for real. It's just diabolical. Jet fuel is extremely bad for the environment though, but it's not the like. Uh, what do you call them? Not the airliners that are usually the issue. It's like private jets where only one person flies on it. Yeah. 
Airlines, so airlines are actually a pretty efficient form of travel if you think about it, because yeah. it's one of the few ways we can travel the Earth, and yet you cram as many people onto it as possible. Yeah. But uh, ships are significantly worse than airplanes and shit, right? Aren't ships I significantly would only imagine, worse? Yeah, especially Very when they possibly. Spill. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure ships are like ten times worse. Those fucking yeah, freighters maybe, that yeah. have like a thousand giant crates on them full of Amazon product. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this. <laughs> what, what what my point was? It's the private jets that you have to be angry about in that situation. It would be like if one one Amazon package was shipped in one of those giant cargo freights. <laughs> Across that's the, another thing across the I pacific I, so a couple of days ago i was just i aborted my flight i look out the window because i had the window seat and we're still on the ground and i see a private jet and first of all mm. i get jealous i'm like fuck i wish i was one one of those i mean and then i see cool, some yeah. shady looking people get on with the heaviest security i've ever seen it was like eight security guards with rifles scouting the environment like looking at anything that might be suspicious to them and all i could think you know I, again i get paranoid like what if this is a plot and they're gonna shoot us out of the sky or something prisoner being extradited you might not want to be too jealous just yet yeah me i hope I, so actually no prisoners <laughs> prisoners fly coach as well really they have their own that yeah the american what do you call it the american legal system has their own airline I'm pretty sure. I did not know that. R- really? Yeah. Wow. I can't remember what it's called though, but I, I know they they fly. I, all I guess that makes and they sense. Have to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why the fuck would you put a prisoner on a private jet? Like, do you? Wow. Well, well, if they're a high-profile criminal too? and like people are gunning. Oh for yeah, them. I'm, I'm sh- yeah. If it's extradition from another country, it's yeah. likely that they're like. I, I mean, imagine it's like Pablo Escobar. Like, you're not going to put him on that yeah. flight with all those other yeah. guys. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds like a bad idea, though. You get all the prisoners on one plane. <laughs> what if they start an yeah, uprising? Well, that's, that's the that's plot Con of Air. Con Air. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Con Air. You're right. We need to watch that documentary oh. Con Air and find out what would happen. Con Air is a, a banger. It's a that great movie. movie. Slaps. That movie. You just is have great. to make sure Nick Cage is on board. Yeah, and then we'll then save the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put or the Liam money on the plane. I've always loved that about like, especially '80s action movies where it's like the main character is a prisoner. But then they they fight all the other prisoners and they're suddenly a good guy and they're like, oh, all, all crimes dropped. All charges dropped. Go, get out of here, you <laughs> rascal. Thanks. I think. Oh, that's exactly the I had a problem with that in this movie that I just saw recently. Angel is fallen. So the main. Oh, characters, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I oh, was, isn't that the sequel to Olympus has fallen? Yeah, yeah. it's just. It's as generic as it gets. I, I don't even make a oh, voice wow. meter for it because I had like, like terrible. Wow. It Wait, was so did, bad. Are you kidding me? Did I make a moist meter for it? I can't even remember. No, you didn't. Such a f- yeah, it's it's just a remarkably forgettable movie. It, I don't think it was awful. It's just everything you'd expect from the most generic schlock imaginable. But one thing it does that I think is a fucking crime in movies is when you have your main character who's the hero and he goes on a car chase with the cops and he crashes like ten cars. You're like, fuck, those cops are dead. Those are catastrophic <laughs> accidents. And they yeah, just but brush it off. Yeah. And no, it's all in the pursuit of saving the president, though. And the president is the most important person alive. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's not just this movie, but this movie did it. Like, he crashed, like, five cop cars, like, devastatingly with a semi-truck. And they just forgive the murders. A lot of movies do that. Fast and Furious, for example, where yeah. you have your main fast cast just killing civilians in their cars. 
Oh, yeah, that's always the, at the end, you go, well, he caused like a billion dollars in damage and 57 yeah. human lives, so he gets the badge and the key to the city now. <laughs> yeah, that always just makes me a little upset. I'm like, damn it, that would never work. You can't do that. <laughs> what do you want the ending scene to be? The, the, yeah, them the going to jail and zapped in the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> Superman in court. <laughs> And and the final scene of Superman 2 is they stab him with a Kryptonian knife live in front of an audience. (laughs) That's kind of how how Baby Driver ended, though. They ended, like, exactly like that. Oh, my God. That fucking movie. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. At the end, the old driver has Yeah, he stole a car. He killed someone. He stole my wallet. You know, he beat people. He ran cars for a criminal cartel. But he was nice. He smiles always. Yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. He's a good kid. Yeah, I mean, but he even then it still ends with the whole like, oh, you got time served and you're out and now you're free instead of, yeah, you're going to go to jail for a very long time. <laughs> You've done very <laughs> bad things. <laughs> you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> Murder still murder, even if they're a bad guy. Like, think about it. Think about it this way. So in the real world, if you're like in the military or you I don't know, you kill someone high profile, you you get it's fine. Like if you kill Osama bin Laden or whatever, everyone's going to be like, good job, A plus. But think about in movies, they don't just kill the big bad guy. They kill like hired goons who are just working for a paycheck to protect them. What about all those murder charges? That's a crime, though, to be working for like, yeah. I mean, if you work for Osama bin Laden off Craigslist, you're pretty much implicated in the crimes. Well, what if you don't yeah, know? What, are, what if you just think they're too. what if you're never told? What if they're just like, all right, you're going to go to this address and guard this you mansion? Oh, you could. What are you going to ask him? Do you know who you're working for? Well, what if you're not allowed? What if they're like, we'll pay you half a million dollars a day and you just have to keep everyone out of this mansion? <laughs> Now, That's yeah, it. well, I, I feel like you should be able to tell if you're, you know, if you're one of Alan Rickman's guards in Die Hard and he's holding yeah. a whole skyscraper hostage. I, I think yeah, you could tell if you're different. one of the goons. What happened? That's a, that's I thought a this was just a summer job. The, the diehard bodyguards, Alan Rickman literally fires a fucking gun into a lobby and goes, we're taking over this building. <laughs> yeah, and then, then one of the when one of the mobsters is like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he quits. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, minute sir. Guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> My Fiverr account's going to get suspended. <laughs> what do you mean this mu- this weapon's unlaundered? I don't get it. This is too much. I love the idea of getting goons on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. But even still, even still, if they're like implicated in the crimes, they're not the big bad guy. They're they're just goons. Like where where do you draw I I, the line of what is and is not acceptable murder? Whatever's well, cool for headlines. Whatever makes yeah. a vigilante look cool. It's fair. It's I don't know. I guess in courts, I mean, uh, I'm sure in the court system, they would get some sort of a break. You know, if their lawyer argued, well, my clients didn't really know anything about the operation. He was just a hired guard there. You know, like the butler. He didn't know, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. How do you know that they I weren't know, acting in self-defense? You mm. don't. Should we well, you definitely won't know if you put a bullet in there, Brian. Yeah. Uh, did we want to? Did we want to talk about Area Fifty One at all? Nothing really happened. But no. yeah, nothing happened. Lame, what yeah. the fuck? It was lame. It was kind what of sad. What a letdown. Super lame. The only thing that happened that I saw was the Department of Defense 
tweeted out a message saying the last thing millennials will see if they attempt the Area 51 raid today and they attached a picture of a stealth bomber uh -huh. and then they had to delete it like 30 minutes later and apologise. <laughs> well, that was the only slightly entertaining thing that happened. It, it's kind of sad though. Well, not sad, but kind of cool that this meme turned into like some kind of pretty cool music festival. It was like a more successful oh, you, fire festival. You think it was a festival? Only 150 people showed up. Really? Oh. Yeah, it was well, nothing. It oh, was I fucking it was pathetic. Oh, that's fucking two, sad. 2.1 million people. 2.1 million people said they were going on the event page. 150 showed up. See, people have no business sense, man. If I was a manager or something of those famous singers, I would have booked them the day this shit got like 3 million followers on Facebook. I would have held a concert in Area 51. Oh, yeah, but it was yeah. so cool. We should have done well, that's, literally anything. It sounds like anything. that's what they did. Didn't they no, have, they, like... They didn't have, like, a performer. They, they had, like... Like a costume. They had, like, a costume a party outside the gate with, like, four security guards. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about four vloggers going there. I mean, book Katy Perry, book Kanye West... Have them all, you know, 1975. Have them all show up there. <laughs> yeah, do a huge fucking concert. Yeah. And a climate change speech, too. Uh, no, fuck that. Yeah, make it all climate change speeches, actually. Ugh. We can, no, I, we can, uh... Yeah, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, like, a civil rights speech for alien prisoners, but let's end. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, we, on that note, we can end. But before we, before we go, I wanted to... Uh, do a quick shout out to a dude that DM'd me the other day, uh, about a week ago. Nice guy, Kevin. His name was he. He uh, told me a sad story about how his his poor little papa is now in heaven. Snoopy Nagar. Um, uh, so that's a shout out to him. I just wanted to send my condolences. That's that's very sad. My thoughts are with you. I'm not saying it again. I don't know if it was a slur or not, but that's... It was Snoopy Nagar. Oh, Jackson, I guess that's how you feel. <laughs> wow. I think you just got pranked, Jackson. Wow. I don't think so. Kevin, Kevin wouldn't do that to me. Are you sure the wow. guy's name wasn't Bart Simpson? Wow. <laughs> so if that's a real name, I'm sorry. Oh, my Lord. Uh, my, yeah, that's sad. But if it's not, fuck you. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> my Bye, God. Everyone. See ya. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait. Patreon.com slash the official podcast. Wow. Amen. Bye, everyone. Bye -bye. Thank you.